one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hello, everybody. I just just gone one minute past four. We really shot out of the studio today. Mm. This is the uh, uh, this is the debrief, Andy. How did you think today's show went? Well, it went very well. Your voice is sounding very, very velvety this evening. That's very kind. Well, I'm looking for uh, any sort of voiceover work. <laughs> Gavin's um, gone. I've got. A... <laughs> availability I gather <laughs> well no no vacancy no no they, they, how dare you that's my most stable employer and <laughs> yeah. that's the one I'm least likely to get fired from <laughs> those twins indigestion and heartburn sometimes it's the other way around or both well that's it soothes it. in under two minutes anyway we had a chat today we had a chat about football last night it was we did yes. an in-depth uh, chat about uh, the uh, Newcastle Man City game uh, but we brought other things in and then we realised that uh, you hadn't watched all the game and you'd watched some of the game and you'd also watch Britain's Top Dog. Yeah, I mean, I'd only watched it because I'd mentioned what a ridiculous idea I thought it was yesterday. So then I thought I had to follow through with it. Much like the time when yes. we interviewed the manager of a football team who'd lost one of their players to Love Island and therefore I had to watch Love Island that <laughs> night. And then I got totally obsessed with that total rubbish and it's entirely your fault. So fortunately, there's no Top 100 Dogs on tonight. You know, <laughs> No, but our producer, John... Cadigan made an appearance he did, because yes. he also watched it. Yeah, and your as you're here, it caused a right kerfuffle, <laughs> yeah, consternation <laughs> around the nation. Uh, and uh, and we chatted to two rowers, didn't we? Uh, who crossed great the story, actually. Yeah, mm. uh, probably the most important thing. Uh, if any of what we do is important, <laughs> that's the most important thing you'll listen to. Brilliant. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. You'd be able to tell us about... That's, that's three out of three you've said good afternoon, Paul. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> it's just automatic. That's fine. Don't worry about it's, it. No, I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried. He's <laughs> Don't a, take it as a he's, personal no, slight. He's, he's a fine broadcaster, Paul Hawksby. I'm a big fan. He's very quick-witted. He's got a nice manner about him. Supports a good football team. Well, what's not, go. what, what's not to like? What's not to like? Mm. And uh, Miguel Almeron. Mm-hmm. Nearly couldn't say that, yeah. but uh, he was signing for Newcastle, so he'll tell us about his Paraguayan, so I think it is in his region. Yes, uh, it is. What a shock last night. I know. And really, it ruined all my notes, because uh, I was thinking, why have they put this game on telly? 
Honestly, there's no point. I've written things like, there's no point putting City on unless they're playing someone in the top eight. <laughs> Brighton, Fulham, better game. I like watching City play. Um, but I, oh, yes, that's right. I only turned on after three minutes. It was already 1 0 to City. I missed it because I was writing that note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you see, I was, it was on the laptop, which is normally what happens for midweek games for me. And I thought, Maybe they're just showing a replay. You're never sure with the laptop if you've got it mm. exactly live. So I was like, are they showing a replay from last season? Is this actually 24 <laughs> seconds? And I think Miguel Delaney from The Independent, he tweeted out, is anything else on? To which I replied, well, Top 100 Dogs is on ITV. And oh, I, we're going to talk about uh, that absolutely. later. Absolutely. You and the producer have watched it. We're going to get a bit of a rundown. Yeah, but on I, I mean, I, I, that disallowed goal, it, it is... It, it was pivotal for that game. I think if City go 2-0 up, I don't think they lose that football match. Oh, and, no, of course not. And... The referee was probably right. But there's something so... Booking the player is so pernickety, isn't it? I mean, it might be the that law. That was wrong. That was poor by Tierney. That was rubbish. And, uh, but he's unlucky. But he does clearly say... It's De Bruyne's fault because he clearly says to him, wait till I blow the whistle. He shows the whistle. Mm. He says to him, wait till I blow the whistle. Mm. And had he waited till he blew the whistle, he still could have made the same pass. It could have still been the same move. The well, same it, could, it, probably, it couldn't, really. Well, why not? Well, because then the you know the defence are organised. The they were set is, anyway. I don't think Newcastle protested. They didn't complain. Yeah. I think they were players were ready. Mm. I'm not sure mm. that's true. We'll never, we'll never know. We will never know. That's, we the, will never the, know. that's beauty, the beauty of it. All. The beauty of football. But I, to be fair to Newcastle, after yesterday saying that they're going to do exactly what they did last year, I actually thought even even when they were one 0 down, I thought they were playing well. They were on the front foot. They were they were trying I to beat know. City's I, press. I've got a I note thought. here saying. Thanks very much for both teams for an attack versus defence training exercise. <laughs> very useful for me as I'm doing my A licence. Defending went outnumbered, were you? Stop, stand still. Um, well, we were watching completely different football matches. Uh, no, no, it changed. That's the thing. I, write, I make these notes early on. Mm-hmm. It's my early reflection of the game, mm-hmm. hoping that it'll stay like that so I can use it, but I wasn't able to. But some good bits of Martin Keown last night. He's funny. At one point he goes... Look at the way Sane skipped past his opponent there and they showed the replay. And of course he was unmarked and put it in first time. There was no <laughs> opponent to skip by. And he was having to oh. talk through. It was quite unfortunate. Oh, well, no, I mean, I, he gets a lot of stick, doesn't he? I quite like him. But I did, my favourite Keown recently was in the World Cup mm. where they had the two games on, uh, you mm. know, the last group game. And I can't, was it Poland, Japan or something that was being played out for a 1-0 win for Poland? I think it meant they got a victory in the World Cup. It meant the other team were going through. Oh, yeah, I remember. And everybody yeah. knew, except Martin Kieran, that that's what was happening. And he was willing the Japanese to attack and they didn't need to. And it was just it was just fantastic that you could flick over to another BBC channel and they all knew what was happening. And you think somebody near him should tell him. Well, it was know, great entertainment. These things can happen. Um, De Bruyne was lucky, though, not to be uh, sent off there. He was sub like they do in a pre-season game mm. after a... I thought the referee should have sent him off. Really, having booked him, I suppose he realised it. Yeah, and uh, they've got a new. You know, the I hate this thing. It's the BT's manager's box. Oh, it's. I mean, it takes up the whole screen, it's the whole so, game, and especially when the ball goes behind it. But they've got a new thing now that, that it disappears as soon as the ball goes anywhere near it. It does sort of fold up and right. disappear, so okay. you, it doesn't get in the way okay. as much. No, that's but it, good. It's a shame. I mean, look, it's wonderful for Liverpool and Newcastle. Great result for them, but for everybody else, it was. Uh, that's the end of the old title. There you go. Really, there was it? me saying City would win the quadruple <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Um, I got some other notes from the other games, Andy. 
Oh, I haven't seen the other games. You know what, yeah. I, well, okay, yeah, I watched all of them. I stayed up all night, watched every single one. They're very <laughs> so sl- dedicated. They are, well, absolutely. You told me once to prepare for this show. I didn't know anyone did prepare for this show at all. This How dare you? Thrown together nonsense. You, but isn't look it? at the difference it's made. Absolutely right. If you can tell the difference between, maybe I won't prepare tomorrow. We'll see. If no, don't do that. Um, well, listen. I'm not, I'm not Otherwise, huge. you'll get out closer magazines that ask me embarrassing <laughs> surveys. Don't like, say you don't. I'm a ninety-year-old like, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Red rag to a ball. It's all I want to do. <laughs> Lucas Digne, right? He got five out of ten in the mirror. What for being sent he, off? He was on the pitch for eleven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair to him, he'd learned because at the weekend he he gave away two absolutely terrible free kicks, which Millwall scored from both. This mm. one was actually an excellent foul, and it mm. probably saved. You know, it probably earned Everton the three points. Pickford made some good saves, but. If, if, as you were saying yesterday, Silver's job might have been on the line, well, Lucas Dini saved him then with a with a sending off. Yes, I don't think it's necessarily so. I mean, Jim was going, oh, what a great result for Everton. But if they lose on the weekend, it's going to be the same pressure. They have to put together more than one win against Huddersfield. You know, score five <laughs> that's not a great win. run. Well, it's not a great run, <laughs> No, it's it? not a great run. I, uh, I tell you one thing, though. I'm fascinated by algorithms of, uh, of various people like Amazon and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because yesterday, I, I won't say exactly why, but I've got a terrible suit, a really terrible suit. Listeners will find out what, what in due course about this suit. Oh. And it's awful. It's one of the worst. I bought it for a party, All right. and I've never worn it. Anyway, mm-hmm. But I, I basically took a photo of it because I wanted to send it to you and John to say I might be planning to wear this particular suit. Andy does this every day, but I didn't realise this, but you know, he sends his possible outfit so that we don't <laughs> that we don't clash. No. It's very embarrassing. You know, you'd be listening along thinking, God, this is awful. They're clashing here. No, but- no, Paul and I often clash. We often wear the same thing because we often go to the same shop not in independently a well-known sort of menswear supplier of oh, reasonable clothes are you are you the two faces of burton's <laughs> the, i'd say uniqlo really. oh, right. okay and uh, and and sort of people come in and say is this the company uniform and so it's a bit embarrassing so we do sort of sometimes sort of try and do that but it really? but this was just a suit to show you that I'd, I'd be wearing this suit mm. about 10 minutes later i got an ad from amazon saying do i want to buy some more terrible suits <laughs> it is quite insidious because it was basically a private photo that I took of the suit and sent to you. Hmm. So there's something, something about that. Lord, Lord knows AI. what. Lord know, Lord knows what the Notts County owner is being offered. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, you are listening to yeah, you are listening to Talksby and Jacobs on Talksport. Max in for Paul all this week. Uh, we'll chat to uh, Ed Mallion from the Independent in just a second about. Uh, oh, I didn't uh, do my call subject. Oh, yes, sorry. Mm. Oh, come on then. Oh, sorry, sorry. George Groves has started writing a boxing sitcom. Oh, really? She wants to really get into. So he doesn't say what it's called, but I thought I've had a few ideas for it. Well, a couple of ideas. Uh, Glove Thy Neighbour. Very Okay, yeah, yeah, that's Uh, fine. Terry Downs and June, which is a bit limiting. (laughs) But give us your... I know the listeners will do better than that. Your boxing... Sitcoms, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Anyway, let's uh, anyway, on. yeah, let's chat to these two rowers uh, who've uh, uh, crossed the Atlantic to get to Antigua in time for the the second test, uh, which you can hear on Talksport Two. Will Thigston and Robin Drysdale. Yeah, it's um, some story. This it is, isn't it? Um, uh, good afternoon, chaps. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, um, very well, thanks. So, te- so tell us why you decided to uh, row across the Atlantic. Well, um, two and a half years ago, I'm Robin, um, two and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with bowel cancer. Um, and I'd always wanted to row the Atlantic. It's a big ambition of mine. And I thought here is an opportunity to have a really positive impact on people and show them that life after bowel cancer can be 
uh, as full as life before. So here I am today from Antigua, having rode the ocean and having been cured of bowel cancer. What a great story. And uh, of course, we do work for the Bobby Moore uh, Foundation, yeah. which is also for bowel cancer. So we're aware of what the disease can do. And it's so important, isn't it? Early, you were diagnosed stage two. So, you know, probably early enough to help you. Yeah, that's right. It was a, it was a fluke diagnosis. Um, and one of the really important messages is that uh, people don't go to the doctor early enough. Um, the diagnosis isn't made early enough in a lot of people. And bowel cancer is the UK's second largest cancer killer, uh, which is a shocking statistic mm. when you actually understand how easy it is to treat. Mm. Um, South Korea has uh, a fatality rate of 0% of all bowel cancer wow. diagnoses. Wow. Um, and that's what Bowel Cancer UK, one of our charities, is working towards in the UK, getting our clinical practices up to that level where, and, and our, our cultural uh, fears of, of going to the doctor up to that level where people mm. are happy to go to the doctor and, and get the right diagnosis in time. You say it was a, a, a fluke diagnosis. How? Well, I'm in the army um, and it was just a, a chance medical screening that that, uh, that that showed it up, really. I was due to be going... Um, I was due to be deployed and um, I had a couple of symptoms um, you can probably imagine it went to the toilet it wasn't a particularly no, good no. experience and um, I went to the doctor something they would have diagnosed as, as, as much more um, easy to treat and they would have been wrong as it happens uh, they, they thought they'd get checked out and um, I was sent to a specialist uh, on an accelerated timeline because I was meant to be going out of the UK and it's that, that that really caught it in time. Well, well, thank goodness they did. And um, you've, you've you've completed the journey, and uh, there were was it six of you, I believe. Is that right? And uh, how long? Tell us how long it took, and what was it like as a, as an adventure? Well, there were five of us on the boat, um, four four of us who had been training together for two years, and one guy that we picked up towards the towards the end, um, who who's a Belgian friend of ours. Um, he, it, um, so five of us on a really small boat, 30 feet long, um, and as an adventure, it was you know phenomenal. It was it was a lot more challenging than I think we thought it would be. Certainly in ways that we we didn't expect it to be. The discomfort of living in such a close proximity to one another, <laughs> uh, the size of the waves, the amount of time we spent wet. It was just. Uh, unreal, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would imagine being wet might happen quite a lot, <laughs> you know, as, as, a, as a possible side effect of rowing you would, the Atlantic. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Maybe that was a bit of naivety on our part. <laughs> a little bit. But was there any well, day when you thought, oh, God, why on earth have we decided to do that? I, I sort of imagine, you know, when I go for a 20 minute... half an hour well, they I was going to say, after a 20-minute jog, two minutes in, I'm like, oh, I'm really upset with this. Ten minutes, I'm okay. Like, was it like day two when you thought... Actually, lads, I'm not sure about this. So, I think uh, I think uh, Feeks might have a different answer to me, but certainly mm. mine was day three, and I woke up for a second day in a wet bed, and um, I was thinking, yeah, you know, if someone offered me a way out now, I would probably take it. Uh, but but we quickly got over that once we had a cup of tea. Yeah, I think the, from the very beginning we were beset with a lot of challenges throughout and um, I think it was a testament to the team that came together that we actually were able to cope with a lot of those challenges pretty quickly, finding solutions pretty straight away. So from the very beginning being told that uh, we were going to have our start delayed by 
up to 24 hours, 30 hours that it later transpired because there was an entire back part of the boat filled with water. The oh. fact that we were fully prepared to go to sea with a back hull full of water, um, I think it's slightly because of, um, well, naivety maybe, but um, thankfully that that was uh, fixed out early on. So the ch next challenge, uh, batteries weren't working, uh, water maker nearly packed up at one point. Um, but again, it was, you know, we were in such a mental state of let's just find a solution. So what? Let's keep going. Um, so there were plenty of you know, potentially dark moments, potentially frustrating moments. Um, and I, I can assure you that you know, Robin isn't alone in thinking you know, day three, you know, again, <laughs> full of water again. You know, is there a way out of this? But I think you know, we all looked at each other and go, look, we're one in, all in. Uh, and we're going to get this done. So um, I think we pulled together quite nicely around each other on that basis. Great attitude. And uh, the boat, though, not cheap. I mean, in case the listeners are thinking, uh, is this some kind of little of wooden rowing boat? I mean, this was a proper uh, yeah. equipped boat, wasn't it? I gather here about 35 grand's worth. It, it was. It was. A, it was a bespoke built for us. Um, and again, uh, there was one team member, Dave, who um, initially, when we were sourcing sponsorship and funding up front, yeah, you know, Dave took a real hit um, personally um, through the sale of his house to in put the initial money wow. up front for this. So I mean, a huge amount of commitment, a huge amount of faith um, that he could do this. Um, I'm pleased to say that you know the sponsors did come, and we were able to uh, you know fund a lot of it uh, through the goodwill uh, of uh, our sponsors. Um, so he, he doesn't have to live on the boat afterwards. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, could, we could quite easily <laughs> renovate it. Um, it's, it's a bit damp, uh, but I'm sure we could get around that. And which, which part of the body hurts the most at the end of a transatlantic row? That's a very good question. Um, I, th I think everyone's kind of got different parts. Um, I'm it's a fair answer. That's what I was expecting, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. I, I don't think there's any way sugarcoating that. <laughs> that was a conversation <laughs> stopper. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, if people want to donate still, is there a, a Just Giving page or a website or anything they can they can help with? Yeah, there is. We've got a, a Virgin Money Giving page. Um, the easiest way to get to it is go to our website, which is www.menofore.com. And there are links through that. We're also on Facebook. Um, at if you uh, look us up under at Men of War or Atlantic Men of War on there, then uh, you can you can get to us on there and Instagram the same Men of War. Now you're in Antigua. Has anybody said why don't we take a pedlo out or something like that? Not? <laughs> Probably not. I think they could suggest it, but the uh, the language in response might be a bit fruity. <laughs> It'll be more than just us, won't it? Yeah. Um, listen, uh, thank you so much for coming on, chaps. Um, yeah, and you. Uh, you Congratulations. Know, brilliant story, Robin, as well. Yeah, yeah uh, really inspirational stuff. Um, and well done to all of you. Enjoy the test. Thanks thank you very much. Thanks, Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, here we are. <laughs> I'm hearing. Now, let's <laughs> it is. It, it was. He's not on the move, is he, Havers? He's not going. He's not being transferred from he's going from, Coronation from Street. From Latimer and Latimer's doctor's surgery uh, to, to uh, uh, the Flying Doctors. That's what he's doing. Um, anyway, it was to see your waste of ink and raise it. Uh, TV stars eat too. It's a great feature where we discover that people mm. on telly also consume food. And what else do you think they're going to be doing? <laughs> Nigel Havers is a fan of nostalgia. Oh, right. I like bacon and marmalade sandwich. Really? It's from my childhood and it's absolutely delicious. We'll take your word for it. There you are. That's a bit of a I'm, peculiar I'm combo. Just there. about to say, it's interesting. The language of, of uh, football punditry is interesting, isn't it? They just heard Toby. And it's no slight on him or anyone because we all use it. But, you know, Port Vale are hunting. They're hunting for a new manager. It's a strange image of the board at Port Vale, isn't it? Out there with spears and bows and arrows, wandering around, trying to find Alan Kerbishley. Bring a net over him. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Setting a trap for Phil Brown. And, you know, it's the same as that. It's the same as the verb understand, isn't it? We constantly mm. understand that, you know, we've heard that the West Ham are in for a jury rise. What do we, we understand it? Of course... I mean, if you don't understand, like you understand aerodynamics, <laughs> yeah. right? Or Serbo Croat. It's like the window. To how many times we're going to hear it slamming shut? I mean, first of all, it's a, it doesn't actually exist <laughs> as a window, <laughs> and it just closes. Why can't it just close? But you know, that's that is the language of punditry, the language of you know football and hyping modern football. Does it depend? But, do you think the window? It, it slams shut or it closes gently depending on how much action there's been or if there's a late gust of action. Well, no, does it that slams slam shut it? because you can't do anything afterwards. It's not like you can sort of peek through the window and you know, open it slightly and have a you know, breath of fresh air. What? It's shut. There's nothing you can do. Once it's done, it's done. Yeah, so it does slam shut. Well, it, well nothing to say. If you, if you close it and lock it sensibly in a, in a very careful manner, it's still closed. You can't get anything out of it. Sake, anyway. Who cares? Now, last night... Mm. I was while I was watching and diligently making notes about Newcastle and Manchester City. Yeah, you, as I know, and the producer John Cadogan, uh, were watching the hundred best dogs, <laughs> be, which was live. It, well, well, let's be clear. I was doing both. Both. Uh, I'd like to point out, and I actually I gave up John when uh, the St Bernard only came in at seventy four. <laughs> I, I miss. I misunderstood. I thought it was the best hundred dogs, like individual. You know, like Lassie from. You know, a rover no, from Dorset. Was it breeds, John? It was, yeah, it was, it was breeds. It was breeds. Yeah. Surely there are only... How many breeds are there? You'd be upset not to make the 100, wouldn't you? I suppose so, yeah. What came to... Well, well, go on. I mean, I'd like to think that we watched it so you didn't have to, but where Max tuned off, I kept going mm. to the to the bitter end, and it was mm. it was bitter. Didn't you feel that there was the, the, one dog had been robbed? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Using a sporting <laughs> analogy. Initially, I was, I was annoyed by the fact that Sarah Cox and Ben Fogel were presenting it from a house. Well, it looked like they'd never met before and they were put like in a the, fake living room. But the house outside had Christmas lights on it. It's, it's nearly February. That's very but odd, as isn't it, it? As it turned out, that was the least annoying thing that happened. It was, <laughs> it was, 
<laughs> quite a sort of a pleasant <laughs> stroll through the, the British people's love of dogs before yeah. it erupted. It erupted. Not yeah. erected. No, it <laughs> erupted Goodness me, once again, the Notts County owner getting far more airtime today. You can't dump your own <laughs> mistake. I can't come in here. It, it suddenly erupted. <laughs> suddenly erupted into a two-way shootout between yeah. the Staffordshire Bull Terrier right. and the Cockapoo. Ah. Right. And with very little sort of tension or ceremony whatsoever, yeah. they announced that the winner was the Staffy. Right. In a sort of Leicester-style 5,000 to 1 upsetting Not of the Not Shodron Mustafi. No. <laughs> Which, Come <I> mean... <laughs> on. Give us your dog beast footballers. No, don't bother. Really. We don't need them. I mean, it, does, it confirms what we already knew. The British public and voting cannot be, well, cannot be what's trusted. What's wrong with I mean, the... So this is uh, true. It's interesting you mentioned nonsense. the Staffy, because in the Times today, hmm. Ben Fogel threatened to sue... Uh, the uh, I think our direct competitor who's on Radio Five at the moment for his publicise for, for claiming for claiming that he had a dislike of Staffordshire Bull Terriers, the dog loving broadcaster and adventurer lost his temper and told mm. listeners uh, after Nihal had told listeners Fogel had been quite rude, just, <laughs> just giving it away. That's all right about his Staffy. <laughs> I've never heard of him. I've never heard of him either. No, but honest. in an we have the. You know, other we know people listen to this because the best one, right? Yeah. You know. Anyway, he said he lied about an encounter with a staffy nine years ago. Fogel told his own children not to go near the nasty and dangerous breed. Apparently, Fogel responded on Twitter saying it was untrue and libelous. I love staffies. What a spat. I know, it's a great... I couldn't pick them out of a... I'm not interested in dogs in the slightest. I think the cockapoos are very cute, though, aren't they? They're they a are. cute dog. A lot more so than the staffy. Yes, yeah, I with, know, with, but Georgie, all, with all due respect. Georgie Bingham from the Weekend Sports Breakfast, she loves Staffy's Her parents have got them. She puts them on the Instagram all the time. And they're very cute, you know. But so, but you're probably a bit like children, Max. You don't like pictures of other people's dogs. I have no interest in your dog. There we are. <laughs> Thank you very much. There you go. Uh, thanks. Sir. Okay, well, oh, John, that was a marvellous report. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, um, you know, we understand. If you like dogs mm. and you like... Um, non-league national league football Claude <laughs> John is your man for his podcast The National Obsession thanks to Matt in Oldham Claude Cockapuel uh, <laughs> Peter Beagle right they're still coming now um, are we on to vignettes yes go on uh, the RSPCA this is from the Guardian today uh, the RSPCA has warned people how do you feel about hedgehogs hedgehogs yeah Indifferent. Well, really. that's certainly you'll be all right then. The RSPC has warned people not to kiss and snuggle hedgehogs as they contract could con- contract salmonella. Pygmy hedgehogs. I did are, read that hedgehogs are becoming obese. Are they? Well, pygmy hedgehogs are unlikely to. There is a famous one called Mr. Pokey uh, who has 1.2 million followers on Instagram. How many do you have? <laughs> About 100. 100. I don't want any more. 1.199 million (laughs) fewer than Mr. Pokey the Hedgehog. (laughs) Anyway, he's crack on. He's more popular than me, Mr. Pokey the Hedgehog. Um, Obviously, he's sitting in for me next week, Hawksby and Pokey. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good show. (laughs) And. Yes, Gemma Collins is still claiming, uh, after you know her dancing on ice uh, tumble, mm-hmm. uh, that she passed out. She said, oh, I blacked out, I passed out, uh, in an exclusive interview with Dan Wooten in The Sun today. Mm-hmm. But you think, no, you didn't. Because when you pass out or black out, you don't break your fall with your arms. You don't put your arms out to stop yourself getting hurt. So it's getting a little bit Harry Kane, I scored that goal, isn't oh, it? It's from Gemma Collins. Honestly, but she's going, oh, the ratings are great. And apparently the ratings are great. So it is a peculiar thing with her. You can't blame the woman. She, you have to hand it to her in a certain sense. But, you know, it is a bit of an odd phenomenon, really. Bad news for Jam. 
Oh, she compared herself to the Beatles as well. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. What, she's bigger than the Beatles? Well, she certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news for Jam. Mm. Um, uh, it's on the way out, Andy. Is it? Yeah. So for, uh, sales of Jam fell by 2.9% in 2017, down to 106 million. Peanut butter hmm. is up 17%. Years Sound like Hank Potts. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, guys. Peanut butter's up. Jordan Pickford loves <laughs> Nutella. Did you know that? Bring it back to sport. I did know Jordan Pickford loved Nutella. He loves no. Nutella, apparently. Hey, yeah. Excellent. Any more to that story? No, not really. Okay. Just apparently, he's got a real thing for it. So Are you he know? loves it. Uh, the royal family, this is a good story. This okay, yes. The royal family got sort of nicknames for each other. Oh, and, right. And the son revealed what they are. But they're not, they're fairly lame, really. It was a good bit of work to reveal them, but it's fairly lame. Are they just a Y on the end of it? Queenie, Kingy, <laughs> Queenie, Princey. Kingy. 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 Oh, Kingy. Well, he's not really Kingy, but she could be Queenie, no. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, Prince William calls Kate D.O.D., Duchess of Doolittle. Okay. And she dubs him Baldy, which All is right. not a brilliant riposte, really, because he is, in fact, bald. Yeah. So it's, well, it's accurate, at least. It's accurate. Yeah. Do you want to get involved more with the royal family, Andy? You know, I'm always looking for work for you if yeah. broadcasting doesn't work out for you. And <laughs> well, it hasn't worked. Well, the Queen is advertising for a trainee butler <laughs> oh, to work great. at Buckingham Palace. I think you'd be really, I think you'd be tremendous. I could at be this. the new backstairs Billy, whatever <laughs> that means. <laughs> that sounds like you'd be more than, get more than you bargain for, frankly. <laughs> um, the successful candidate must be willing to travel to other royal residences, such oh, as yeah. Balmoral. Oh, I love mind it. That, yeah, yeah, like a bit of Scotland. Um, your salary yeah. is uh, uh, nineteen thousand. Nine hundred thirty-five pounds. Putrid, isn't it? <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, you know, it's more than I get here, but you know, even so, you Andy will deliver functions of all scales. You'd be a bit like Droopy, I imagine, outside the lift. Going. I mean, presumably, up. do you get do you get living and food? Because I mean, otherwise, nineteen grand's not a lot of money. Well, these you days. Do, I mean, you probably get a nice room, don't you? It'll make you sleep outside. Um, <laughs> former royal butlers can earn up to hundred grand in the private sector. Oh, of course. Once you've left, exactly. it's might have been the prime minister, right? Doing it is terrible, but afterwards, on the after dinner circuit, oh, you yeah. could go full pull burrell. And you could be on I'm a Celebrity. Well, that's true. So yeah. there you go. Possible job. She was uh, uh, advertising for a sous chef as well. Oh, right. Which I, or, and a pastry well, chef. You and Paul could both do it. <laughs> we could. Couldn't you? Why not? Oh, Marvellous. Anyway, this is uh, Hawksbin Jacobs <laughs> on Talk Sport. Do you reckon that section will make the podcast? Oh, it's going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, David's been in, in touch to say... Uh, Frustrated listening to Hawksby and Jacobs and that ignorant woman's comments through the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, which I presume can only be producer John. Uh, he doesn't have the deepest voice, but you know. Thank you, David. He says, hashtag won't be listening again. What did John. Oh, dear. What did, what, what did John. This producer John says, you're not welcome anyway. What did, oh, for goodness what, sake. What, what did John say about the Staffordshire Bull He's Terrier? Got a now. He's I can't remember how offensive well, you think, were there, John. No, I think he felt that, you know, because it's, it's only, you know, it's a game of opinions, Brian, the old dog well, appreciation game. Well, far be it from me to say that producer John from now on will be known as that ignorant woman around the office. (laughs) That's how I see him. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Great. That's it. Yeah, all right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.